Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate, and with me, as always, is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Oh, it's a non-blue shirt Thursday, so today is, today's a good day. That's it's really weird, honestly. I know. I don't know what I'm looking at right I've now. I've confused the entire live group. I think I've confused my own family, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. You have to be your own person. This is this show's about personal responsibility. Do you? Is there any? Like, I feel like this is how I would find out if there were ever maybe machines and they look like people and they were like imposters in some kind of way. That whether or not this was actually my friend Charlie, because the imposter might not know to wear a blue shirt today. They would just look, oh, this shirt looks nice. I'll put this shirt on. And so I have to ask you something. Um, Let's see, when I was playing air drums in the car and my girlfriend's mom asked me what would happen if I got in the wreck, what did I say? I guess I get off beat. Okay. I guess it is you. (laughs) I guess it is you. It really is me. Okay, guys. I think you've got imposter disenfranchisement syndrome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a medical uh, disability, they call it these days. Well, I'm not making fun of you. I'm not saying that. I'm just... Nothing wrong with that. You're born with it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? (laughs) I don't know yet, man. Yeah. This is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. We talk life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. So you're going to want to smash that subscribe button or that follow button and go find us on YouTube also. I always forget that we got we got a YouTube channel out there. All the video of, from the episodes gets uploaded later on. You don't get the comment back and forth live with us, so it's not quite as fun, but you can see the video from the episodes by going to YouTube and searching Good Morning Liberty. I assume that it's .com slash Good Morning Liberty. Actually, I've never looked. I would assume that that's what it is. It just Yeah, I think if you put in Good Morning Liberty, we're we're probably one of the, one of the ones that pop up. We're one of the only Good Morning Liberties out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we got we got a lot not of... The video is going to be there in the morning. I mean, it'll be there like in the morning if you check in the morning. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have videos that are there in the morning when you check in the morning. Yeah, sure. I could maybe schedule them to release in the morning specifically. That's right. It would just be super late news. Yeah. It would be yesterday, today, as as we would call it. I was telling the live group, which you guys can get it in if you want to see the video live and not have to wait for the delayed YouTube version, then go to patreon.com slash Liberty. That gets you in the live group. And I was telling them before the show started that I saw this TikTok where this... Uh, this woman ended up marrying her twin brother and didn't know it because he was adopted at mm. birth. So her mm. mom, I guess, had twins and was like, huh, which one do I keep? I'm going to keep the daughter and <laughs> the son off to be adopted. They ended up meeting and getting married. And I was like, how creepy is that? And it reminded me, uh, Jeff said, you're my sister. And what's that one movie? It's like, anybody's going to marry my sister. It's going to be me. <laughs> well, that's from a Chappelle <laughs> show, actually, oh, I believe. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Is it? <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. No, Something can't. like that. No, nah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Anyway. So to have those kind of conversations with us, then go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. It's a much better place. All kinds of things. Again, I'm reviewing Braveheart on Monday, so you're going <laughs> to want to be a part of that. So make sure you watch Braveheart this weekend if you haven't seen it. I'm going to be reviewing it. We're going to have that discussion uh, about Braveheart on September 21st. So you want to be a part of that. I will be busy working on my kitchen all weekend, so I won't be Mm -hmm. able to do it. Yes, if you've been following the podcast for two years, I'm still working on my kitchen, going one tile at a time 
on the backsplash because uh, my wife is very detail oriented and I just thought it would, was best to put in one tile at a time <laughs> over two years of time on the backsplash. So yeah. we'll, we're hopefully going to get that finished up this weekend. But Charlie, start us off with the news article that you sent me earlier regarding Spotify, which you guys can follow us on if you want to do that. <laughs> they haven't apparently have not read any transcripts of our show because they still allow us on Spotify right, right now. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So as you, as everyone knows, Joe Rogan, which is uh, the largest podcast in podcasting history so far, 190 million downloads a month. That's what he's at right now. It's not bad. It's not bad at no, all. No, I mean, he's a close second, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, <laughs> not, not bad at all. So he signed an exclusive deal to move his entire podcast over to Spotify. So now you can no longer find the feed on Apple. Well, you can, it's still well, there. all the old stuff, but not, not anything new, new stuff's there too. I don't understand what the exclusive deal is. I still get a new Joe Rogan podcast really? every day on my iPhone. Maybe it hasn't fully transitioned. yet. I, I think they did exclusive licensing. I don't know what exactly it's going to mean. If you can only find it sometime on Spotify, I don't get what the exclusive part of the deal is yet. There's supposed I, to be some type of exclusivity, mm -hmm. and that nativity scene hasn't been set up yet. It's well, it's too early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay. I don't know when it's supposed to go through, yeah. but anyway, um, I think it's you know it's rumored to be around a hundred million dollar deal. So that's not that's not too shabby. No, no. Uh, another close second. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, move that over there, and and of course we've mentioned that they did not uh, transfer over some of the episodes. Mm -hmm. So. They didn't transfer over the the two Alex Jones episododes, the Michaela Peterson episode, and another like far right wing guy that he uh, interviewed. Gavin McInnes, yeah, I think. something like yeah. that. So there's a few that they didn't put over there. Well, now the staff of Spotify is furious, and this coming from Vice, which is a heavily left leaning article, uh, heavily left leaning publication, and it's uh, quite. Hilarious. You but, can tell just from the title of this article, yes. by the way. The title is Spotify CEO defends keeping transphobic Joe Rogan podcasts <laughs> online. It's not, a, it's not a question. It's not a question. They yeah. are transphobic Joe Rogan yeah. podcasts. Not only am I Joe Rogan, I'm transphobic Joe Rogan. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is the transphobic Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> In a Spotify all hands company meeting on Wednesday. I love those corporate mm. all hands meetings. <laughs> Nate, how are your hands doing? Uh, I've got all of them right now. You got all of them. Let's See, have a meeting. What a great meeting we just had. <laughs> Spotify CEO Daniel Eck. That's kind of a cool name, actually. Yeah. Like, what's your name? Mr. Eck? Just EK. Just call him D. Eck. D. Eck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,. Dieck defended keeping transphobic content from hugely popular podcaster Joe Rogan on the audio platform, who earlier this year signed an exclusive licensing deal with the company, likely worth tens of millions of dollars. What is the uh, benefit of that deal? We have no idea yet. We don't know yet. Yeah. Some staff inside the company feel alienated. They, they need their safe spaces. Hopefully Spotify built hmm. them some safe spaces for their alienation. By Spotify's hosting of certain The Joe Rogan Experience episodes, according to copies of some of the questions presented to the meeting obtained by Motherboard, which is another fantastic mm, publication. Mm -hmm. Very, <laughs> they're, they're not partisan. They're a, no. they're a nonpartisan news yeah. organization. Balanced yeah. and fair. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. The news signals how Spotify, as it moves into the podcasting space beyond music, is facing content moderation decisions more commonly associated with social media platforms like Facebook or Facebook or Twitter. Spotify has already removed J uh, J E R J R E sorry Joe Rogan Experience episodes with some right wing figures, including Alex Jones and Gavin McInnes. Quote, in the case of Joe Rogan, a total of 10 meetings have been held with various groups and individuals to hear their respective concerns. DX said, (laughs) according to three sources, and some of them want Rogan removed because of things he said in the past. And here's the best part. One of the submitted questions was, quote, many LGBTQAI plus slash ally. (laughs) So in case you missed that. This is now... Um, Can we go through that one more time? There's not enough room. What's, I don't think we have enough time on the podcast to get through all of these. I will straight up say I did not get the memo on what the AI part means, unless we're now including artificial intelligence in this whole thing. Yeah. I don't... That's just my own ignorance on this. I'm not up on the lingo. Yeah. But I don't... Someone tell me what AI means. I'm still confused by the cue. That's queer. I'm curious. What that? Oh, okay. I got you. You're queer curious. I got you. Okay. I am liberty curious. All right. If you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, go check it out. But let me let me get that straight for you again here. I hope Joe Rogan doesn't have to. That's about a very this. ironic way to say it. <laughs> let me straighten this out for you. All right. This says again. One of the submitted questions was quote many. LGBTQAI plus slash ally. <laughs> can't even go. Spotifiers. LGBTQAI plus slash ally. So if you're an ally of any one of those people that fit into all of that, thank God there's a plus sign there. Uh, can't wait to see what they add next. <laughs> So, this is like this episode's not going on Spotify. This, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> this is like the uh, the transcript of somebody's letters they picked on Wheel of Fortune. Okay. LGBTQAI plus slash ally Spotifyers feel unwelcome and alienated because of leadership's response in JRE conversation. What is your message to those employees? Another was why has Spotify chosen to ignore Spectrum ERG's guidance? about transphobic content in the JRE catalog, referring to a group of Spotify workers who focus on related issues. And of course he said at Spotify, this is a uh, again at Spotify. We are strongly committed to the LGBTQ plus community. So not oh. the AI he's bigot. <laughs> he's clearly bigoted this guy and diversity in all of its forms. A Spotify spokesperson told motherboard, All employees are respected, and we believe that everyone has a right to be heard. We have a number of forums for open and transparent discussion, and we encourage rigorous debate on topics across the company. All content on Spotify is subject to our long-standing content guidelines. Our diverse team of experts reviewed the content in question and determined that it did not meet the criteria for removal from our platform. Meaning, Joe Rogan had a contract with Spotify saying, you're not allowed to take my episodes off your platform if I sign this deal. Otherwise, except I'm for, not signing it. Except for some of them. Except for a couple of them. He must yeah. have agreed to the Alex Jones and ones yeah. and whatever. But, of course, you can still find those on YouTube and everywhere else you can find podcasts so far. <laughs> so um, one per, uh, Magoo said it takes place in January. On January 1, 2021, goes exclusive Spotify. Oh, okay. And then Rob said that the AI stands for asexual and intersex, he believes. 
and and then um, Joe said that we're definitely getting canceled. So those all sound like true statements for sure. What's weird to me is, I mean, I, I haven't heard Rogan say anything blatant. There's a difference between being transphobic and talking about biology, talking about sex, talking about he talks a lot about sports and whether or not uh, biological males and biological females should compete against each other, whether or not biological males should be able to compete in sports against biological females. And that's really been the only thing I've heard him talk about when it comes to transgender. Mm, yeah, he's had, he's had some weird logical conversations. Yeah. And so because of that, um, you're not, yeah, yeah you're trans. that means you're transphobic. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Now, my question is, are any actual trans people raising concerns? Well, some of them that work at Spotify apparently are. No, it doesn't doesn't seem like that at all. It yeah. seems like it's a committee. Yeah, you have this this uh, spectrum ERGs guidance. Well, the first question says many uh, Alphabet Spotifyers feel unwelcome and alienated because of leadership's response and JRE conversations. What's your message to those employees? So maybe some of the employees that are of those letters feel like they are alienated mm-hmm. and. All my all I would say is don't listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. If then. you don't like it, Just, don't. No one's forcing you to listen to it because you work at Spotify's. Like I feel weird about him having Bernie Sanders on there, who is openly calling for an ideology that's led to the deaths of over a hundred million people around the world. I mean, I don't know if I've heard of anyone talking about a more dangerous ideology on the spot well, we on, had an on all, this podcast. We had an all hands meeting about it yesterday. We did. We and did. You were you. I had to make sure that you were comfortable not clicking play on that episode. I, I honestly, I'm going to talk to HR about it and you'll, you'll find out later. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought, we'll see. Me, I thought it was settled. I'll let the lawyers not. talk to you about it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let us know what you guys think about that in the live group. If you want to do that or hit us up on our email, Nate or Charlie at goodmorningliberty.us. So some breaking news from Nashville, someone in our, well, breaking it broke yesterday. Yesterday's breaking news from Nashville that someone in the group sent to us. This is from Fox 17. COVID-19 emails from Nashville mayor's office show disturbing revelation. By the way, maybe that first one should be dumb bleep number one of the week. Yes. Because I forgot we have an interview tomorrow with the Jason Stapleton talking about his new book. And so we won't be able to do dumb bleep of the week. So dumb bleep number one is... Uh, people at Spotify wanting to remove the Joe Rogan podcast because he's obviously transphobic. There's mm-hmm. dumb belief number one. Yeah. And Fox 17, COVID-19 emails from Nashville mayor's office show disturbing revelation. So from Nashville, Tennessee, the coronavirus cases on lower Broadway may have been so low that the mayor's office and the Metro Health Department decided to keep it secret. Emails between the mayor's senior advisor and the health department reveal only a partial picture but what they reveal is disturbing. The discussion involves the low number of coronavirus cases emerging from bars and restaurants and how to handle that, and most disturbingly, how to keep it from the public. Mm. On June 30th, contact tracing, not contract tracing, that's a legal thing, was given a small view of coronavirus clusters. Construction in nursing homes were found to be causing problems with more than 1,000 cases traced to each category, but bars and restaurants reported just 22 cases. 
Leslie Waller from the health department asks, this isn't going to be publicly released, right? Just info for mayor's office. They said, correct, not for public consumption, right? Senior advisor, Benjamin Eagles. A month later, the health department was asked to point blank about the rumor there are only 80 cases traced to bars and restaurants. Tennessee Lookout reporter Nate Rao asked, the, f- the figure you gave of more than 80 cases does lead to a natural question. If there have been over 20,000 positive cases of, co- in COVID- of COVID-19 in Davidson County, which is the county that I live in, where, uh, where Nashville is, and only 80 of them, 80 of the 20,000, have been traced to restaurants and bars, doesn't that mean restaurants and bars aren't a very big problem? Health Department official Brian Todd asked five health department officials, please advise how you recommend I respond. (laughs) I'm drowning. I'm in the trenches taking grenades. (laughs) Don't make me answer this one, guys. But Trump, Trump said, no, you know, the name of the top response is clipped off, but you may find the answer unacceptable. He said, "My, my two cents, we have certainly refused to give counts per bar because those numbers are low per site. We could still release the total, though, and then a response to the over 80 could be because that number is increasing all the time and we don't want to say a specific number. Oh, God. Neither the health department nor the mayor's office would confirm the authenticity of the emails, but council member Steve Glover had a Metro staff attorney inquire. Here's the official answer. They said, I was able to get verification from the mayor's office and the Department of Health that these emails are real. The staff attorney answered. So anyway, how about that? How about that, Charles? Wow. How many uh, bars and restaurants do you think have closed around Nashville permanently because of the lockdown measures that, yes, even Nashville did do for for a little bit? And they do still have some guidelines through everywhere. Uh, some places are not open indoors yet. Some places are just doing social distancing and, and you know, partial partial fill <laughs> on on their uh, on their tables and, the, you know, keeping their their uh, capacities low. And a lot of places have been closing. This is really hurting downtown Nashville. If you guys haven't been to Nashville, the thing to do in Nashville is to go downtown to the honky-tonk bars and get mm-hmm. drunk right. and try to not get arrested. Hop on a pedal tavern, mm-hmm. party bus, something and, like that. And so when something like this comes out, it is uh, it is rather disturbing. Well, and you know the people that own some of those bars down there were trying to be defiant of these orders, and of course they were they were getting in trouble. And so it's kind of... One thing it says down here, uh, Glover said, who is, he's a state senator or was he it? was a, uh, a national council, council member. Yeah. Councilman. He said, we, we raised taxes 34% and put hundreds, literally thousands of people out of work that are now worried about losing their homes, their apartments. And we did it on bogus data. That should be, <coughs> excuse me, that should be illegal. And I have a friend of mine who messaged me and said, um, he was talking about how his taxes for his house in Davidson County uh, he went up $300 a month. Yeah. $300 a month. That means he was Just already... Just in a tax increase. He was already paying like a like a thousand, but you got a really rich friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, 34%. A month? So now $1,300 a month versus $1,000 a month for taxes. Just for taxes. Yeah. Just to be like, huh, I live here. Insane. Yeah, hopefully Nashville realizes what they've been doing right, what attracts people like like the Daily Wire to move to Nashville instead mm-hmm. of staying in California. And that is the fact that the that Tennessee is known for having 
no state income tax, that Nashville is uh, pretty low in property taxes, Tennessee pretty low in property taxes, high in sales tax, but that is at least fairly voluntary. So it, it hopefully they realize what they've been doing right to attract all of these businesses here. Yeah, Magoo said, uh, just another example of government lying to us for our own good. Mm-hmm. That's it's to keep you safe. That's what it is. Dumb bleep number two. Dumb bleep number two is numero, the Nashville. No dos. <laughs> all right, tell me about Minneapolis. Yeah. This definitely gets a, a dumb bleep. Yeah, this is coming from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben, which will be in Nashville pretty soon. <laughs> the Democrat-controlled... Minneapolis City Council is reportedly panicking as violent crime is surging throughout the city after they called for defunding the police department following the death of George Floyd in late May. During a two-hour Minneapolis City Council meeting on police reform, council members told Police Chief Medaria Arondando that their constituents are seeing and hearing street racing, which sometimes results in crashes, brazen daylight carjackings, robberies, assaults, and shootings, NPR News reported. The number of reported violent crimes like assaults, robberies, and homicide are up compared to 2019, according to MPD crime data. More people have been killed in the city for, uh, in the first nine months of 2020 than were slain in all of last year. Property crimes like bur uh, burglaries and auto thefts are also up. Incidents of arson have increased 55% over the total number of this point in 2019, considering Minneapolis was on fire yeah, that's, <laughs> for a while. That's a little bit of skewed data right there because, of course, there weren't massive riots in 2019 where a bunch of buildings were getting burnt right. down. So you couldn't tie that to the, the sentiment towards police after all of these riots. You, that data is including all the riots. So just keep, keep it, you know, keep it, uh, keep it truthful. You here, gotta, yeah. Okay. You got to speak the truth. Now yeah. residents are asking, where are the police? <laughs> <laughs> Said city council member, Jamal Osman. NPR news says that Osman indicated that he has been flooded with complaints with residents and that their calls for help from the police are not being answered. The report said that some city council members whose constituents live in safer areas are now feeling terrorized. Um, perhaps you set the police precinct on fire, Minneapolis. Quote, that is the only public safety option that they have at the moment. MPD, Osmond said. They rely on MPD and they are saying they are nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I wouldn't be seen either. <laughs> Why would they be anywhere yeah. to be seen? Yeah. This is like, a, oh, what's a good analogy? Isn't this? this what you wanted? Right. Just a little bit. What's the, what do they say? This is, you made your bed now, now lie in it. Yeah. You know, you made your bed now clean your room. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's the city council. Uh, let's see. The news comes as approximately a hundred officers have left the department or taken a leave of absence since the start of the year, more than double the normal rate. As I said before, there is no better time not to be, not to be a police officer than right now. <laughs> it's like, that's the last thing I would ever want to do. Yeah. So is this dumb bleep number three? Yes. Yeah. Dumb bleep number three. All those wanting the police department defunded are now asking, where are the police? It's just <laughs> how, how, what a kerfuffle. Some of the important stuff um, comes down here later in the article. Just days after Floyd's death, the Minneapolis City Council voted unanimously to pass a resolution that replaced the Minneapolis Police Department with a supposed community-led public safety system. Where, where are the police? This is weird. So the, they voted unanimously. Mm -hmm. Wow. The, 
It said that our even com- Osmond voted that. Our commitment is to end our city's toxic relationship with the MPD. Bender said it is clear our system of policing is not keeping our community safe. And then you, you go on through, uh, remember the interview on CNN. Uh, someone said, do you understand that the word dismantle or police-free also makes some people nervous, for instance? And uh, Allison Camarota from CNN asks, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? And this is the person who said, yes, I mean, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know myself too. I know that that comes from a place of privilege. Because for those of us whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like already to live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. So it's it's pretty crazy. And then, of course, Ilhan Omar calling the MPD police department a cancer in the city. And then and then you turn around and you're like, hey, what's what's going on here? Where, where where's the cops? Yeah. See, see, the cops are failing us. <laughs> that's, that's been a problem all along. Oh, man. Hilarious. Okay, so... I mean, not funny. It's not... It's it's just... I, it's, oh, the iron. It's comical in the in the true yeah. sense of comedy, which is which is uh, <clears throat> not always, you know, nice and happy and smiley. Comedy right. can be pretty negative. George Floyd riots, this is from fee.org, caused record-setting $2 billion in damage, a new report says. And Fee says, here's why the true cost is even higher. So they're going through a dozen, dozens of people were killed or injured in the violent unrest and thousands of businesses and properties, many minority owned, were looted, torched, or otherwise vandalized. Only now are we beginning to realize the full cost of the deconstruction, the destruction. It's kind of the same thing. New report from Axios reveals that the total insured property losses incurred during the George Floyd riots will come in at one to two billion kind of a wide swing right there on your mm-hmm. data set. The U.S. has experienced rioting over racial tensions before, but this report shows that the damage from the latest unrest will far exceed any historical precedent. Uh, quote, the arson, vandalism, and looting will result in at least one to two billion of paid insurance claims, Axios reports. This will eclipse the record set in Los Angeles in 1992 after the acquittal of the police officers who brutalized Rodney King. However, there are many reasons this figure vastly underestimates the true damage. For one, the Axios, Axios report only measures un, only measures insured losses. The obvious problem here is that not all the damages were insured. And the writer says, as I previously explained, insurance is no panacea for the societal ills imposed by writing. Indeed, 75% of U.S. businesses are underinsured, and about 40% of small businesses have no insurance at all. We need we actually need like a like a Trump care for business insurance yeah. is what we're going to have to do. We just need to mandate that they buy insurance and force the people giving businesses insurance to only offer very high level expensive insurance, get rid of that catastrophic insurance that some of these businesses have that doesn't cover riding and looting mm-hmm. and force all of them to buy more expensive insurance. And that, that would actually solve this whole problem. I don't know what people are worried about. Yeah. That's the obvious solution. Uh, it says they in the untold millions in losses don't show up in the two billion dollar figure. So tour insurance doesn't account for the personal pain and suffering caused by the rioting. For example, what about more than fifteen people who died during the unrest? Their lives and their families' pain don't get counted in any insurance company's budgetary analysis. So if you were to ask, like, what would you have to pay out to pay for someone's life? You know, to to make it okay that someone died, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a decent amount of money. <clears throat> nor does the pain of those such as an elderly businessman punched in the face while the store was ransacked in Kenosha, Wisconsin, manifest, manifest itself in total reports on insurance compensation. 
<clears throat> excuse me. Uh, looking at the mirror, insurance totals fails to factor in the lost sales revenue and unpaid labor that businesses victimized by rioters face. So they go on to talk about how uh, one study, the 1992 Los Angeles riots, concluded that not only did the destruction cause a billion in initial, in initial property damage, over time it led to an economic decline of almost $4 billion in sales activity and at least $125 million in tax revenue wow. lost. <clears throat> so this is going to be going to be pretty, pretty big, pretty bad overall. That's pretty bad. The important part about that is like, if you are worried about the communities, if you're worried about the actual society itself and the people in these communities doing better, we've been saying the whole time, like burning things down is not the way to fix it. And making the economic situations in those areas worse Mm -hmm. is not the way to fix the problem because what we're dealing with here largely is an economic problem. And so making the economics worse is only going to make the entire problem worse. That, that is the problem. The, the actual thing to do would be to try and limit the power of the government. And we have to do that through getting people in office that want to limit the power of the government. That's just the way that you're going to have to do that. That want to actually institute some police reforms. You can do that in your neighborhood a lot easier than you can for the person who's going to become the president, but you can get people in office that want to enact real reforms in in your area instead of just burning the whole place down and creating all kinds of problems for everyone. And asking where's the police? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, Wes says limit matchbooks to 10 matches. That's the other thing that we can do. We don't need high capacity assault Molotovs. We should definitely make those illegal. That's <laughs> what Rob said. So we need common sense match and lighter control, and then we don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Wes said limit matchbooks to 10 matches. Yeah, I mean, these are all viable solutions. I think even 10 might be too much. Might need just five. It still sounds rather high capacity yeah. overall. Plus I the mean, reload time's pretty quick. How many can you buy at a time? Yeah, well, just one, because, I mean, how many matches do you actually need to light candles in your home? I don't know. Because that's what matches are for. That's all yeah. they're designed for. You really just need one, and you just have to chain light each candle before the one goes out. Right. And so one well, match. Otherwise, you're needed. clearly a rookie and don't need to be lighting matches. Yeah. Actually, get rid of matches and just make people do, like, the castaway thing. Yeah. You know? Well, you haven't watched Castaway, which is why I haven't watched Braveheart. So, <laughs> anyway. I watched Saving Private Ryan the other day when it was on TV. <laughs> so that's count? not... That's... No. No, that doesn't count. You can't just watch another Tom Hanks movie. I watched the Patriot. Does that count as watching Braveheart? No, it absolutely does See? not. See, there we go. So that's not really a dumb bleep. That is just a news piece. And we should, we should fix this problem by not burning everything down to the ground. Mm-hmm. That would be a way to do it. Actually, you know, like guys like that Rand Paul out there that put up things that could reform or fix the systems. People like Justin Amash out there that do these things, or even people in your local communities that are trying to fix these problems, actually go for people that are trying to fix the real problems. That that could be a way to do it. That's No, that makes too much sense. But this is a dumb bleep, number four, right here. This next one? Yeah. Coming from PolitiFact.com. This is a ridiculous fact check from PolitiFact. Joe Biden plays NWA's F the Police during an event in Florida. Before speaking at an event in Florida, former Vice President Joe Biden paid a tribute to Puerto Rican singer Louis Fosny. Fonzie. Fonzie. Sorry, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I, I mean, 
I guess I kind of do. Who introduced him moments earlier by taking out a cell phone and playing Fonzie's hit love song, uh, Despacito. Did you see the video through of, the microphone of Biden playing Despacito on his phone no, before I didn't he spoke? See that. I did not see. It's that. one of the more awkward. Th- I actually can't even watch much of the video. That, that's the only word I actually know in that song. He goes up to the. <laughs> he goes up to the microphone. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm going to talk maybe to some Hispanics real quick. And he goes up to the microphone. He's like, oh, everyone, hold on a second. And he gets his phone out and he starts playing Despacito <laughs> on his phone. Like, Despacito. it's ridiculous and it's so awkward and weird. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch like, that I later. I wanted to show you guys that I have this on my phone. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I'm a record player. My staff got it for me. <laughs> yeah. The next day, President Donald Trump twice retweeted a misleading and manipulated video of the tribute <laughs> that appeared the tribute to, that appeared to show Biden, the Democratic nominee for president, broadcasting a different tune. Hip hop groups NWA's in, in 1988 anti-police anthem "F the Police." Quote: China is drooling. They can't believe this. He said when he reshared the video <laughs> hours later. China is drooling. Oh. The manipulated 27-second <laughs> clip gives the false impression that Biden was bobbing his head while listening to rapper Ice Cube <laughs> run through the song's opening lines. The incendiary first verse includes obscenities and line proclaiming that police think they have the authority to kill a minority. The verse begins, F the police coming straight from the underground. Can we do a lyric read <laughs> real <Yeah>. quick? <laughs> But Biden did not play F the police during oh, the I September 15th event. I totally thought he played F the police in front of a crowd of people. <laughs> and wouldn't that fit the platform? So what's wrong with playing that song? <laughs> during the September 15th event in Kissimmee, Florida, which was billed as a celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month and featured speeches from singer Ricky Martin and actress Eva Longoria, in addition to Fonzie. Why doesn't it feature, you know, a regular Hispanic mom <clears throat> single mother who's got four kids, you know, working two jobs. Why aren't those people featured? Because they're not famous. Yeah. Why Why do they glorify all these famous <laughs> yeah. people that they supposedly hate? Tw- uh, Twitter labeled the edited video that Trump retweeted as manipulated media, according to its <laughs> policy regarding synthetic and manipulated media, a Twitter spokesperson confirmed. The manipulated media tag links to tweets about the event from news outlets and reporters, some of whom noted they were in the room as Biden played Despacito. (laughs) Trump and his allies have falsely and repeatedly claimed that Biden wants to defund the police, and they have sometimes selectively edited or manipulated media to misrepresent Biden's stance. Biden has rejected that position and instead proposed investing more in a program for community police. That being said, Biden didn't play it in Florida. We rate Trump's retweets pants on fire my problem with this was did you really need to do a fact check on someone retweeting a funny video you know right like is it not obvious that someone put a different song in the background of it i haven't seen it so i i don't know i mean if one were to just use common sense logic would you would you think that that Biden would get up in front of a crowd of people and play F the police in well, front as, of everyone. As society progresses, and you've seen this throughout history, as society progresses, what they, what the elites do is they're like, well, the, the public is too dumb for their, exactly. for their own understanding. We are the ones that have to help them make sure that when they see something that 
we fact check it and everything because they're too dumb to do it on them themselves. That's exactly they're what this says. They're too dumb to, send, to spend their own money, so we got to spend it for them. And so it, it's just, it's actually an assault on, I to me, it's an assault on, on people, mm-hmm. on, on regular folk. Because you're just too dumb. You're That's just, what it is. Yeah, you're too dumb. I, we have to issue an apology. The other day I, I tweeted a a manipulated and misleading video of that that uh, protester who was on fire and dancing around in the street doing a fire dance because uh, his he accidentally had his feet set on fire by uh-huh. a Molotov cocktail. And I put the song Cotton Eye Joe behind it while he was dancing around because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And I just wanted to come out and let everyone know that that guy, in fact, did not light his legs on fire and then turn on the song Cotton Eye Joe and dance around doing a fire dance line dance to it. Yeah, that, that is not what actually happened. That was something you added. Yeah, I added that in there. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was manipulated media. The video was, in fact, manipulated. Yes, I changed it. So uh, the other day I was watching a, a screen in my house and they had manipulated a video of New York to make it look like asteroids were coming down and destroying different parts of the buildings. And so I called my family. I let them know that, that they needed to get underground because this might be really bad. And turns out that was a manipulative video of New York that someone was had posted misleadingly to make it look as if asteroids were crashing into New York. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And it was called Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that because there wasn't a PolitiFact fact check at the bottom mm-hmm. of it. Is the problem. There needed to be a warning at the beginning of that mm-hmm. video. That this was, in manipulated. fact, manipulated video of, of New York. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dumb bleep number four. Manipulated media. Okay. That's really good. Now we can vote on those. The rest of this is actually just a conversation because I didn't plan on doing Dumb Bleep of the Week. So uh, we had Dumb Bleep number four is Joe Biden's F the Police. <laughs> Dumb Bleep number three is uh, Minneapolis, where the police. <laughs> Dumb bleep number two is Nashville, uh, don't tell anyone everything's okay. And dumb bleep number one is Spotify, wondering whether or not they should kick off transphobic Joe Rogan immediately after giving him probably the biggest deal that had ever happened Podcast for someone system. in radio. Yeah. <laughs> so outside of maybe Rush Limbaugh or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are your dumb bleeps. So we had we had Rogan, Nashville, Minneapolis, and Politifact or F the Police, whichever one you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go through. Get your votes in. Get your votes in. Get your votes in. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my votes in. <laughs> All right. Fixings to vote. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about this, Charlie. I saw this poll. From someone who is, I would say, clearly a communist, considering they have a hammer and sickle in their Twitter name, which is impressive that you can get that into your Twitter name. But then it's underscore anarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those two those things don't go together. And then their name also says hashtag BLM, hashtag ACAB, hammer and sickle. <laughs> What's ACAB? All, cap, all cops are B words. Well, bastards. I believe okay. is what it is what it is. I either that or it means all communists are bastards. I'm not okay. sure which one it is. Yeah, I think the latter. Yeah. So so that's what it is. The question was they were asking a poll: Is capitalism voluntary? Question mark. And the answers were yes, no, or other. 
or just see results is a popular poll answer now. So you don't have to vote. You just see the results. A lot more people wanted to see the results than wanted to click other. Yeah. So uh, 20% said yes, capitalism is voluntary. 70% said no, capitalism is not voluntary. And so I thought this would would bring about a, a pretty good conversation about how it is that you would organize an economy or a society or people to have the best outcome possible because this this was pretty much the answer that you got from most people. No, most workers will face homelessness and the prospect of starvation if they don't work. That's coercion, not voluntary activity. <laughs> and then another one, there's nothing voluntary about a system in which my options are one, be good livestock and create capital for the rich until I die and or two, die. Number three. Are you sure this isn't a dumb bleep? This actually could be dumb bleep number five, yeah. Could be. <laughs> what these people are saying. Uh, capital and the pursuit of it is totalitarian. They actually said totalitarian as it, <laughs> which is where the kids rise up. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Just a little bit of toddlertarian. Toddlertarians. <laughs> As it warps our mindset to think competition is a virtue instead of our natural inclination towards cooperation. Uh, yeah, natural. Or, actually, they said cooperation, <laughs> which is uh, what Minneapolis was trying yeah. to solve. Maybe his mindset has been warped. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this person said, you have to earn money in order to survive. One of capitalism's preconditions is for most people to not have access to the means of production, so they are forced to sell their labor. Okay, Jesus. so you wouldn't... Okay, so there's so many things. There, there's so many things. <laughs> Go right. ahead, Charlie. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to say pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bunch of gnats flying around. I'm going to file a violation of the statute of limitations in court seven. <laughs> <laughs> All these gnats. The ones that hang around dog peters. Oh, man. But... I really don't know where to begin except for the fact that um, you, I mean, you're free to farm and plant your own garden mm -hmm. and raise your own hogs or go hunting for your kill. <laughs> if you don't want to shop at the grocery store, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of these people think, and I think this is a combination of a lot of things, um, mainly parents, that they think that you're just somehow guaranteed or you, like when you're born that you're just somehow gifted uh, shelter and food and uh, all the other necessities of life, healthcare and all those things should just be a given that those things in the natural world, chimpanzees have a free healthcare <laughs> and they're natural. Uh, they don't ever kill each other. I mean, their natural uh, inclination is it's cooperation, you know, it's cooperation. Mm -hmm. They don't ever, yeah. they don't ever have try. uh, tribal fights between different troops of chimpanzees that never happens it does actually i'm being um i'm being facetious in fact someone said Not fascist when i'm it, being facetious when it comes to cooperation um <laughs> they said that the most successful species on the planet uh, benefit because they're so they cooperate with each other oh and um i was under the impression that human beings were the most successful species on the planet <laughs> but um maybe maybe not I'm trying to think of a more successful one. Maybe, I mean, there's a lot more cockroaches yeah. out there. They're succeeding. 
Do you think Rome cooperated with whoever <laughs> they conquered when they were expanding there? The only form of society that actually forces individuals to cooperate. That sounds like an oxymoron. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. You have to cooperate. Is, is capitalism and free trade. It's the only system. Every other system devised by man is coercion. Yeah. It's the only one where if you disagree with someone and you actually hate that person, if you want something of value that they have, you have to cooperate and exchange value for something else freely. Mm -hmm. No one's forcing you to do anything. Breach. If you want to sit in a ditch all your whole life, eat crickets as they as they jump on by. High in protein. Yeah. And and you want to, you, you probably can't get any chocolate sauce because you won't work for any money. But if you think that, that if, or if that's what you want to do, be my guest, as Beauty and the Beast would say. Be our guest. The one of my favorite Put our service to the test. One of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite things is a question that Thomas Sowell always asks when people are bringing up these kind of things. Uh, one of the first questions he asks is compared to what? And so my my biggest problem with this is always it seems like the hatred towards capitalism is that you have to work to get the things that you want or that you need. And so my question first off would be, okay, so you hate capitalism and compared to what? Can you tell me the society where, where human beings won't have to work to have the things that they need? Can you actually play that down to its logical conclusion? If you tell me I shouldn't have to work to have the things that I need, well, that also goes for Charlie and it goes for Charlie's girlfriend and it goes for my wife because I assume we're all equal. So that, that that same right to not have to work to get the things that you need is actually extended to everyone. And when you extend that right to everyone, it seems like no one is going to have anything. I, I, I really do think that's, that's where we get with it. If you were to ask, how would you get things in a communist society, in a, in a socialist society? What would you, how, how would you get them? Are people going to have to work? Are people going to have to produce things? Is someone putting forward the idea for a society where no one has to work at all? And so the problem is when you talk about socialism and communism, it's framed up in the idea that you won't have to work to get the things that you need, that if you don't work, you'll still have all the stuff you need. And if that principle applies to everyone, then no one will have anything, which is in fact what they've gone through in all the societies where they tried this. So there's a, there's a really big issue here. And then you, you boil down the idea just a little bit further, and you ask, well, how would I get the things that I need? How, how would I get those things? Well, someone else is going to have to produce the things that I need, which means that you're going to force them to do that. And so that means you really still believe in coercion because you're... You, if you don't, like Elon Musk said, if you don't make any stuff, there is no stuff. There just simply isn't. We don't have all these things just magically. They didn't just pop up. We don't just magically have the laptops and the cell phones and the soundboard and these microphones and our food and all this stuff. They don't just magically appear. Someone has to produce them. And so I can't come up with any form of society where we'll all have everything that we need, but none of us will be forced to work to have those things. Does that make any sense? 
And so then you got to ask what system is actually the best system to have the most of those things for the most amount of people. And my response on here had to do with what I just said. My response is what, what society is it? What would you do? Let's say that, let's say that human beings are maybe they're just not naturally good people. Let's say that all people are greedy. Let's say that evil people do exist. Okay, so what society would you have to set up that when, when evil men are in charge, that you would still have the best system for the most amount of people? And that would still be capitalism because evil men are always going to exist. And women, I'm, when I say men, I mean human beings. Evil people are always going to exist. And so evil people will also exist under socialism and communism. And so when you look at which one of those systems would do a better job dealing with the fact that evil people exist, the obvious answer would be capitalism still does a better job. What would actually the response be from one of these people if they were to respond with uh, something different from you're a fascist or you just want the rich people to have everything or you don't care about the poor people whatsoever and you're going to let them all starve to death? What would be the response to that type of a question? And I really don't think anyone would have that any kind of response for it. If you actually got someone to answer the question, no one's going to be able to answer the question because that society does not exist. The best thing for everyone is, in fact, the free market. That is the best thing for everyone because for you to get something, you also have to provide something to someone else. And now that might seem like it's involuntary. Yeah, it's true. If you just go sit on the, on the grass outside your house and you never do anything, no one's just going to hand you everything that you need. And you could sit there and eventually starve to death. That is true. But that is voluntary. That is a voluntary choice. And the question you have to ask is, if I want food, if I want a house, if I want a phone, if I want all of these things instead of sitting in the grass and starving to death, then what could I do to get those things? And the answer is, to the thing that I could do to get those things is to provide something valuable for the people that are producing that. So we can trade it. I can produce something that they want and they can produce something that I want. That actually is voluntary cooperation. And my other response to this was free market capitalism is voluntary. Government controlled capitalism is not voluntary because you have people being held out of the free market. The free market is what makes it voluntary because people can freely choose to exchange those values with one another. When you start getting in the way of those two people exchanging value with one another, then you end up shutting off all of the forms of voluntary cooperation. And yes, this can seem like people are being coerced because in fact, a lot of people are being coerced when you're shutting down the market that would provide things that people need at a price that they would be able to afford. So don't tell me that the, somehow we get rid of capitalism, we're all going to have everything we need and no one's going to have to work. That is a complete fallacy, pie-in-the-sky idea, completely insane. There's no possible way that something like that would ever exist. It is literally not possible. And so the only thing we can do is try to make the markets as free as possible so people who need things can create things that other people need. That way we can all get those things. All right? So I'm going to end it right there. Let me see what you guys said as far as the dumb bleep of the week goes. What did we say? Um, hold on one sec. Give me a call. What did you guys say as far as who wins? 
Yeah, just so you guys know, with the emergency, everyone is okay. Um, but did have to go. So I believe a lot of people changed their votes to that to the last people saying that capitalism was not voluntary. And in fact, that oh, so we got to vote for Nashville here. And we got to vote to the last thing. Let me see. What do you guys think? While you guys are telling me what gets your vote for Dumb Bleep of the Week, we've got either, well, we've got Rogan, we got Nashville, we got Minneapolis, we got this uh, communism, capitalism thing going on here, and then we've got PolitiFact with uh, manipulated media. So there we go. What was number three? Let me get to what number three was. Is that uh, Minneapolis? Let me check and see. Let me check. Everyone says three. Or last one. Minneapolis. Okay. Minneapolis, where the police <laughs> wins dumb bleep of the week. Guys, if you're interested in learning how to day trade, I actually didn't trade today because the volume in the market was just not very good. And it's actually okay to not take a trade even when you are someone who day trades. All right. You don't have to force yourself into risking money if the opportunities are not looking great. Take the highest probability opportunities that you can find. So today was a nice exercise in patience. But if you are ready to start learning, if you are interested in trading, then go to mastermystonks.com for the remainder of Charlie's birthday munch. <laughs> munch. Also, Charlie's birthday munch is on is on September 25th. We will just be having all kinds of food, a food spectacular. We will be having a buffet of I, what I imagine will be crab cakes and football, just all the best parts of everything that you could imagine. So anyway, Charlie's birthday is on September 25th, and we are doing a promo code 20STONK, 20STONK for 20% off two months of mastermystonks.com. Go over there and get you learning started because there is a way to make money in the market every single day. We're going to show you what our strategies are. We're going to do our live trading every single day, except for a day like today where I just didn't see the opportunities and I, I didn't want to take a trade, which I think is completely okay. So go to mastermystonks.com, use the promo code 20STONK if you want to get 20% off for two months on your membership. Also, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, talking back and forth in the live group on patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. I really don't know how we would do this. I really don't know how we'd do this if we didn't have a live group on here, especially when Charlie uh, randomly has to leave for an emergency. He's, you know, if you guys notice, he's just, uh, he's gone. He, le he left us. He's gone. So it's thanks to you guys that we were able to run advertisements on all sorts of stuff. Some of the levels, we asked you guys what specific items you wanted us to run advertisements on and way people send in things like healthcare, uh, the Second Amendment, things like that. So we run advertisements all the time on articles that we have and even articles that other people have. We can run, we can post and boost that post from articles that other people have and videos from other people's pages. We can boost it technically for them. So anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, get involved in that. And without further ado, we'll be ending this until tomorrow. Y'all have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.